Sarah and you're with Velo Dulce, the show where we talk women, cycling and life. Velo Dulce is from the Italian phrase La Vida Dolce, which means the good life. These are stories from women around the world on finding the good life through life on a bicycle. Hi everybody, welcome to the show today. I am sorry I missed the 31st of March deadline for this podcast, but here we are and I'm excited about today's show. The reason being completely selfishly is that I'm very excited about the launch of my new book. It has taken me, I'm 44 years old. I'd like to say it's taken me two years to write the book, but I think it took me 44 years to write this book. I don't know if you've ever felt in your life, like in your soul, in your being, there was something you had to do on this planet. I felt that way about this book and I have been trying to write it for years and it never, it never seemed to come together. And here it is. So I'm super excited. I thought for today's show, I would read the first chapter and it will be available for purchase on Amazon and take a lot if you're in South Africa by the end of April. So yeah, I'm super, super excited. Here we go. The book is called Learning to Love Lisa. Obviously it's a no- it's based on my story, but it is a novel. So names have been changed and slight facts amended, but it's a story of a girl who moves to Spain in her 40s and is very disenchanted with the state of her body. Her heart is broken. And so the story goes of how she finds her way. So here we go. Chapter one, Spollywood. I'd love to say my life just fell apart and I don't know where it came from or how it happened, but that would be a lie. My life fell apart some time ago and I've been battling to put the pieces together ever since. If my life were a Hollywood movie, I've had, I would have long since had the revelation, met my prince soon to be husband and have put my life back together in an entirely new way with a new job, new set of clothes and newfound confidence to match, of course. The end. But this, my friend, is not Hollywood. It's real life and it's raw and harsh and sometimes devastatingly unrelenting nor is it the end. In fact, it's an entirely new set of very clumsy beginnings. It's Spollywood, Spain meets Hollywood, which means it's very dramatic and will probably end in blood or tears or both. I confess I did think myself somewhat on the way to happily ever after, but this is life. Has there ever been a time in your life where you found, where you felt the ground underneath you just give way completely? where you found yourself hurtling through time and space as though removed from your current dimension. I realize that some people may feel like this their entire lives or may not have had the opportunity to feel or live or know any different. The fact of the matter is that life is not fair. My country of birth is proof that there are people in this world who work their whole lives only to know hunger then there are others who are blessed from birth. I recognize in the grand scheme of things, I fall into the latter category and I do my utmost best to remember and appreciate this on most days. Lately, it just feels intangible though. 
And I have to say that when the pillars of one's life fall away, it can feel devastating. While I have experienced this a number of times in my life, I cannot say I embrace death with any ounce of grace or dignity. And I don't mean death in the real sense of the word, death in a part of your life. For me, it's more like a tumultuous battle of tears questioning, bargaining and sleepless nights related to certain areas in my life and the current status. What is the current status? Relationship after four years, it's finally over. We shall have to get into this, but obviously it's complicated. Home, recently moved to and living in Spain, one month to be exact. Initially, my Spanish, incidentally, my Spanish is turning out to be as good as my relationship skills, virtually non-existent. Work, my career feels like it's crashed and burned so badly that all I can see are the cinders. Not my fault, mind you, but still. God, to be 40 in here is just painful. Dream job opportunity at a tech company in Amsterdam. Long story, but after five interviews and a project, it's just not happening. They offered me the job, but I realized that I actually don't want to move to Amsterdam. I just moved to Spain for fuck's sakes. Besides, it's, if it's anything like London, they can keep it. Side hustle, million dollar tech business, dead. Although Rachel, that's my therapist, she says it's not a bad thing as there was definitely too much on my plate. Money, there's some, thank God I've saved like a squirrel in the past year, but we will definitely have to reevaluate in a few months time. Oh, right, I forgot to mention the cataclysmic world annihilating pandemic that's currently going on. Personally, apart from losing my job as a result of COVID and having to start my own consultancy on the fly, I have not experienced the effects thereof all that dramatically. For me, it means I cannot go to restaurants or ride my bicycle more than five kilometers outside of my city, which actually is a really low price to pay when others are paying with their lives. 2020, it's a swear word. You couldn't make this shit up. Strange virus occurs in China and spreads like wildfire throughout the world in an extremely short space of time. Suddenly people can't touch each other, travel is banned, businesses close, people are left destitute and over a million people die whilst politicians carpe diem to serve their agenda and raise their profiles as well as salaries. Economies close, unemployment strikes and the world experiences the worst recession since the Second World War, with the largest fraction of economies experiencing declines in per capita output since 1870. Over a million deaths in the grand scheme of things aren't actually that much when you consider that there are 7.8 billion people in the world. Now that's a lot of people. Personally, I do think Earth could do with fewer people and I'd be more than happy to go if I thought it would make any difference, but I don't. The human race is designed, designed to breed, expand and grow and I expect that one day when Mother Earth has had enough of us trashing her apartment, She's going to throw us out anyway. But I don't want to get to the end of the earth stuff in this book. God knows there's enough of that in the media right now. There is no doubt my tale pales in comparison to the millions of others out there. 
But as the lead protagonist in my story, I'm the best suited to tell it. Today, it was all just too much, and I cried more tears than I think I've cried in years. I just put down my I just put my head down on my desk and sobbed. I wonder what my neighbors upstairs will think of my wailing, which they can surely hear as I can hear their French music playing. Sometimes they play French music and sometimes Bruce Springsteen. What a weird combination. I wonder why a Spanish family would listen to French music. It's so weird. I guess the same reason I came to Spain. That's the interesting thing about exposure to a different culture. It widens your experiences and opens new dimensions of yourself to explore. I must remember to call Jesus today about my radiators. Lisa is typing, Mom, my radiators aren't working. Message Jesus. Except in English, we say Jesus because that's how we say it. Sis is typing, how did you get Jesus's mobile number and what is he supposed to do, perform a miracle? Of course, our family WhatsApp group is an endless source of hilarity at each other's expense. While I'm sure fixing radiators would be well within Jesus or Jesus's capability, I think he'd probably be busy with healing the sick and performing miracles elsewhere, were he not dead, of course. Not that getting my radiators to work will be anything short of a miracle. I just think that my landlord, Jesus, pronounced Jesus, is probably better suited. Jesus is an animated, extremely kind character, as I'm finding people here generally are. He's short, dark, and handsome, like most men in this region, and exceptionally empathetic, but also very talkative. It's a kind of cultural thing. Spanish people have this way of absolutely expressing how they feel with the body, mind, heart, and soul, even if it's with respect to the oranges in the store. These oranges are much better than last season. Sure, it's warm today. Where are you from? How beautiful is this mountain? Don't worry, you're almost at the top. And so it goes. I never seem to be amazed. I never cease to be amazed by the running commentary on life here even on a mere trip to the post office. Where I'm from, speaking to strangers is an absolute no for fear of violence and atrocity. It's completely understandable. Here it's almost rude not to speak to strangers. It's almost impossible to feel alone in a place where people are constantly engaging with each other. While that and the fact that Nards calls me every day God, I must have done something right along the way to have her in my life. Nance is my best friend, and for the past few years, we've been in touch. Jackie and my sister are my next best friends. It seems like school days to define these things, but to me, it's important that people know where they stand in my life and vice versa. Maybe it's because with others, I've often never known where I've stood, and, late, and later on, it's a shock. I have found much solace here in the chattering of the city, even amidst a killer global pandemic. And although it's in a language I don't really understand, the 
mere fact that people are engaging gives me a sense of comfort. Yeah, you can't help but feel part of the community. Even just hanging out the washing is a communal affair. Consider the implications of feeling safe enough to hang one's lily white panties literally outside in the public window. From what I've been told, it's quite common in Italy, Spain, and Portugal to hang one's laundry outside your apartment window, typically the kitchen, irrespective of how many floors of how many floors up one lives. It did, I confess, take me at least three weeks to get comfortable with the whole thing. I'm definitely not okay with hanging my bras and panties out there because I can't imagine going downstairs to look for them in case one of them drops. But as for the sheets, towels, and general laundry, <clears throat> why not? When in Spain, as they say. <clears throat> I live on the second floor in an apartment building owned by Jesus and his wife. It's an old building, but the apartment is simply delightful, lit with a sizable kitchen and new furnishings, which is uncommon here. Don't know if it's the general age of the population or just the style, but it's rare to find modern apartments here. I had not even seen the place prior to arriving. Lily, one of my darling friends here, sent me the link to apartment listings. Once I'd found the one I liked, mom went to see it, and that was it. Jesus actually had another offer for the place with an immediate occupation, and therefore more rent for him just after mom went to see it, but he said he felt he really needed to offer it to us first, given that she had seen it before the other guy. Really? Where in this day and age do you find a stranger who's prepared to lose half a month's rent to another stranger? Perhaps his name is Jesus or Jesus for a reason. <clears throat> He's always just a phone call away, thank God, because yesterday the stove froze. For some unknown reason, perhaps related to my cleaning mission, the lock on the stove was on and no amount of intellect on my part could unlock it. Then again, I've never really erred on the side of engineering or logical thinking. Or the logical thinking needed to apply to DIY and appliances. I'm more of a creative type with a good mind for business. So please don't ask me how to take things apart, put them back together, washing machines, stoves, bicycles, or my life for that matter. Jesus, however, is an engineer and in no time at all, he sent me the relevant link on YouTube, in Spanish, of course. <laughs> this achieved the dual purpose of improving my Spanish as well as turning on the stove. I felt inspired to cook mussels in a white wine, cream, and garlic sauce. There's something about being here that's brought out this new creative element in me. And I can't tell you what it is. It's just a desire that hasn't been there before. It can't be all the new flavors because we have garlic, onions, and olive oil and seafood back at home. I just never felt as much like cooking as I do now. Now I need to, but I also want to. Having returned from the shop inspired to create and armed with the cream, wine, garlic, mussels, and butter I needed, I realized I didn't have an opener. 
Jesus, as per usual, was only happy to come past the apartment and to the rescue, although on this particular occasion, he wasn't able to assist immediately. Hola, Jesus. ¿Tienes algo para el vino abrir en el piso? I said, asking in very bad Spanish. Asking if he had something to open the wine in the apartment. Hola, Lisa, perdona. Estaba con mi padre, que es mayor, y suelo dejar el móvil lejos para no interrumpir. ¿Puedo llevarte algo sobre la nueve, nueve media aproximadamente? Se te viene bien. Hi, Lisa. I'm sorry. I was with my father, who is older, and I left my cell phone in the car so as not to be interrupted. Can I bring you something at 9, 9.15 if that suits you? I can imagine what you must be thinking and the answer is no. Jesus is not interested in me at all, not in that way at least. We've met and he doesn't have that I want to take you to bed look, which I can usually clearly recognize when it appears. It's more of a older brother genuine concern for a former for a foreign woman who is quite obviously outside of her comfort zone and in need of kindness i didn't want jesus to come across town in the rain at nine o'clock even though that's pretty early spanish time they only eat dinner at 10 after all so i settled for pan which is bread chorizo and cheese as is custom for snacking and pre-dinner hors d'oeuvres, so to speak. I now see that bread, chorizo, cheese and wine, when I can bloody open it, will feature very well in my future. So that is chapter one of the book. Thank you for listening. I would love to hear your thoughts. Apologies for the Stumbling. I haven't read aloud for a long time. I do it in Spanish, but that just sounds, it sounds horrendous. So as I mentioned, the book is about a woman who moves to Spain amidst the pandemic in her 40s, disenchanted that her boobs are sagging and she has acne at the same time, which is featured in a, in a few chapters further down. I think that all of us can recognize a time in our lives where things haven't quite worked out how we wanted and there's nothing we can do about it to change the past but we can set ourselves on a different trajectory and I think two things happen when you recognize that something is not working Sometimes your soul takes over and is like, we are starting a new path and you find yourself doing things that you would never have thought you would do, like move to a foreign country in the midst of a pandemic with one suitcase and a bicycle. <clears throat> or you make a conscious change. I think moving to Spain was both. And if I look back, I used to cry <laughs> almost every day because I didn't understand the language. Everything would overwhelm me. I couldn't understand things. I went to the cell phone shop and I remember the lady shouting at me. Actually, now I reflect, she was probably just talking, but that's their way of speaking. And if I reflect now, like every little thing was so overwhelming. It was like just being able to go to the shop 
and buy something was a victory for the day or I am currently going through a similar experience now in a different respect of my life which I'll share more about on another episode but it's like in this particular space of my life things are overwhelming and like I feel like I can't do it and I was actually watching a great video by this guy Dan Go. he's a trainer and helps entrepreneurs like get their bodies into shape and his whole philosophy, like Tim Ferriss or James Clear, who wrote Anatomic Habits, is like everything is just a matter of habit. And actually nothing is impossible. And it's weird because I reflect back and if I look at my Spanish now, I can go out with friends, I can have a conversation, I can, I'm pretty much like integrated. I read books in Spanish, I watch Spanish movies, I have Spanish friends, and it's, it's such an amazing experience. Every day I love it and I feel so grateful for it. But in this other part of my life, I haven't accessed that yet. And it's been so interesting to, to see that play out. And I have to remember every day that, okay, this is not impossible, it's just, you are going to have to summon inner courage and you are going to have to take steps each day that are going to overwhelm you. Yeah, so that is, today is a short podcast because I really wanted to read the chapter. Upon reading it, actually, there's one or two things I want to change. The basic principle of the book is just about, like, about the hero's journey that each of us go on. The book is probably a bit, like, Emily in Paris meets Bridget Jones meets Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah, I will read you a synopsis quickly. Learning to Love Misa is the story of a woman stumbling through her 40s in all her flaws and failings, moving unconfidently from South Africa to Spain amidst a global pandemic. It all goes horribly wrong as she loses her job and realizes that speaking Spanish is much more difficult than her app promised it would be. Whilst she hoped to buy her dream motorbike and style her image to one a little younger, Lisa instead has to contend with her daily mistakes in Spanish, job hunting in a new country and finding self-worth when it feels like all is lost. Both light and profound, this novel, this novel will leave you emotional, reflective and wanting for more. Well, hopefully, yeah. I was saying, I will finish with this, I was saying to my best friend, I went to visit her in Mauritius in December and we were talking about the book and I was saying, you know what, I actually don't mind what happened, what happens with this book because it feels like my soul work is done, like I did what I needed to do and that for me is a great feeling because I think I, I know I can tell you I suffer from A-type perfectionism. <laughs> like, I'm always trying to reach a goal and get somewhere and do things and achieve things. And this is very different. It's, I've done it and whatever happens from here is okay. And that is a really great space to be in. Yeah, so I wish you for this year, for your life, because it's took me 44 years that you do something that your soul is happy with and that doesn't matter what it is 
that you do something that you are really proud of, that you're really thrilled with, and no matter what happens, no matter what happens post that, it's okay. And I, I wish that for you. I hope you have enjoyed the show. I know it's been a very different kind of show to what we normally have. What you gotta, you gotta shift, you gotta change, and I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. Have a super week, and I will see you next time. I hope you have been as inspired as I have on today's episode of Velo Dulce. Please share with a friend, rate on iTunes, and most importantly, get on your bicycle, grab a friend, drink some coffee, and here is to living Velo Dulce. <laughs>